back. It's week 13, but this is podcast 14 of the uh, First and Ten podcast. I'm your host, Ross, and with me, as always, is my trusted deputy, Dave. Morning, you all right? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We yeah. are recording on a Friday this week, so we've already seen Thursday Night Football. Spoilers, it was a pretty rubbish game. Yeah, well, it was, uh, yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Like, I, I think really it was sort of good... Game. Yeah, it was sort of, sort of good, but at the same time, terrible. I don't really know. Dallas' defense. I, I feel, I feel like really I need well. to rewatch it. <laughs> well, yeah, but actually, both defenses played really, really well. Like, I, I, yeah. used, I had the Saints in fantasy this week, and they got a lot of points. And that Dallas D, Van der Esch has got to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think that's an award, but he deserves to win that. <clears throat> oh, I think yeah, I think he's really come on. I think the second half. He made some really important tackles, but I don't know. One of those nights for the Saints, wasn't it? Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I did enjoy it because I had backed the Cowboys. I oh, had really? a sneaky feeling about them, yeah. Nice. Well, it's more, it's more I've had a sneaky feeling. I feel like I've said it on the podcast quite often and they keep winning, but mm. I just don't think the Saints are quite as good as uh, they're made out to be in that Thursday night home game. Yeah. I thought I'd have a, little, a, few, a couple of pounds on the uh, on the Cowboys. So that oh, paid off. So. Done, that, yeah, that'd be a nice weekend. The throw from Breeze at the end was a killer. What, you're not Matt Stafford. Stop trying to throw a sidearm. No, and you know, I think it might be bringing forward my campaign from last week to uh, <laughs> make Andrew Luck MVP. I think he's winning it. Well, a couple more weeks of playing like he's played. You never know. And it won't take much. A couple of down weeks from Breeze and Mahomes, and yeah. he wins out. Then I think, uh, yeah, I think we're rolling. Yeah, it's, not, is it, it's decided after the season finishes, isn't it? The regular season finishes. Yeah, regular season, and then it's done. So oh, he's in with a chance, definitely, because the national yeah. media is on this as well now. So. Yeah, he's got a good storyline with a comeback as well. He has. It's on. Anyway, let's get the rundown of the show this week. We're going to do a takeaway of the week each. We are going to hit up your questions on social media. And there's been a lot of them this week, so thank you very much for that. We're going to preview the the remaining week's games. And then we're going to announce two winners for our competition. One runner-up prize gets a uh, personalised mug. And who doesn't love a good mug? But the winner will get a jersey of their choosing. So... Stay tuned for that. But first, Dave, what is your first takeaway from uh, week number 12? Well, it's, I guess this is a bit of a cheat because it's almost around week 13, I guess. But <laughs> I think uh, I mean, it's sort of safe to say that the Cowboys have... That Amari Cooper trade has been a successful one for them. It has, yeah. I didn't Even think if he... he had, be, no, and he had that good game on Thanksgiving, didn't he? But I don't think he's been incredible for them or anything. But I think what he's done is opened up everything for the rest of the team like well yeah Elliot in particular isn't it he's all of a sudden he's not the the defenses can't just stop him they've got a they've got to keep an eye out for Cooper and then it mm. opens up things for the other receivers I think he's just he's made that offense so much better just almost instantly and yeah I think uh even though it was a high price I think they would do it Again, every single time. I don't think they regret that at all. No, I don't think they do either. Because, like you say, like, like Michael Gallup's come on in the last couple of weeks because he's not getting the number one defenders on him because they have to respect Cooper. And like, like I say, last week was probably an anomaly, but eight catches, seventy-five yards. That's a decent return each week. I think that's what he got last night. Yeah, and so in that offense, it's all they need. They just need the passing game to be good enough. They don't need anything crazy from them, do they? Mm, no. This is, this is my takeaway, but quarterbacks this past couple of weeks have been incredibly efficient. Dak was 24 of 28 last week, uh, last night. Uh, Marcus Mariota was like 15 or 16 in a row last weekend. Uh, Philip Rivers missed one throw, didn't he, last week as well? 
Yeah. What was that? Yeah, it was. A... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's just defenses have just fallen off a cliff or <laughs> what, but yeah, it seems to be seems to be great for quarterbacks right quarterbacks now. Becoming super efficient. My takeaway this week uh, is uh, it's, it's aimed at Seahawks fans, I, which one of which I am. People getting on their high horses and saying you shouldn't boo Richard Sherman. You are a grown adult. If you want to boo the man that left the team and joined uh, what used to be our biggest rivals, they're not really anymore because they're a bit rubbish, but he had a choice of other teams to go to and he deliberately went there to play against us two seasons, uh, two games a season. You can boo the man all you want. I don't need to be told by other Seahawks fans, oh, you can't boo this man. I'm a grown adult, I can be whoever I want. I have to be professional in my work life and my family life and my uh, my parenting life all week. Sunday for three hours, I can boo Richard Sherman every time he gets near the ball. I think, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> See, it's up, it's up to you. The only thing I don't, I don't like on sort of from the other side of race is when people tell, like, say, I know this like because of uh, more from Arsenal players over the years than yeah. uh, Patriots, but when people tell you you basically can't like that player anymore, sort of thing. You know what I mean? If someone wants, if someone, if Seahawks fans still like Sherman, then yeah, that's, good luck to him. Yeah, if they still want to support him and back him, then that that's completely yeah. fine. Sherman, I've got an issue. I haven't got an issue with his play. His play was good last year, and he has become injury prone in the last couple of years. But he will not stop talking, which is what he does. And when he plays for your team, is one of them, isn't it? That it's it's fine when he plays for you, but. He just keeps going off again this week, talking about he hasn't got a relationship with Russell Wilson and he's still never forgiven him for the Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah. It's like, get over it, mate. That was like four yeah. years ago now. Like, you've still won one ring and become an incredibly well-paid man. So, I, I don't know. What what difference does two rings make that one ring can't really, doesn't really bring you? You're already probably guaranteed a Hall of Fame career, so just stop yapping about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess I guess we know that is what Richard Sherman was always going to do, wasn't he? But yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's a bit like um, I don't know, it's two weeks ago now the Dion Lewis stuff for me. Sort mm-hmm. of like just just have a bit of respect for like the team that's got you paid over these years and all this stuff, that sort of side of things, isn't it? Have a bit of respect for that team. You're, yeah, exactly. Let's see what's the reason he's got this big contract with the Forty ers and yeah, got paid by the Seahawks, didn't fifth, he? It wasn't like a, fifth round draft pick. Yeah. It's, that no one else wanted to take a chance on, and it, it, it worked out brilliantly for him. He became a great player in the system, and he's having a good season, I think. Not up to his usual standards, but then he's got to make up for them having no other defenders that are worth anything. So, I don't know. I, I just don't need to be told by other Seahawks fans that I can't do what I want in terms of how yeah. I watch football. And also, I'm looking forward to Russell Wilson and burning him quite often, or Tyler Lockett just running past him, because Lockett has been incredibly effective this season. Yeah, I, I yeah I've got I think uh, the Seahawks have got a good chance this weekend and yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the Niners twice in two weeks uh, twice in three yeah. weeks. Yeah, so. I thought it's going to be quite a good outcome for for you there. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, that's my, that's me off of my high horse. I will do whatever <laughs> I feel like I want to do when I watch football. Um, onto but, your onto your questions. On, oh yeah, we got loads, haven't we? Got we? Tons, didn't we? Let's start with Facebook ones. Um, wild card predictions: Who will take the fifth place in the NFC, Seattle or Minnesota? Um, I think we've got well, an easier run of it. Yeah, I, I think 
I think there's three teams and all of them could still miss out. I think mm. for me, it's between the Panthers, the Orcs, and Vikings for the two spots, really. Because yeah. I don't think I don't think the Panthers are as safe. I think a couple of weeks ago, I'd sort of almost given them a playoff spot, but yeah. I think right now they still got the Saints twice, and that loss last night is bad for the Panthers because yeah. the Saints are probably going to be playing for that first seed, aren't they? Now in uh, week seventeen, yeah. So. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at this stage if it is the Seahawks and Vikings both make it in. Yeah, it's the Seahawks and Vikings, and then you've got kind of like Panthers and Eagles are also kind of there thereabouts. I'm ruling out yeah. any four and six teams: the Packers, the Falcons, uh, the Bucks, Lions. Those sort of teams are out. Unfortunately, the Giants are now out as well <laughs> after my one week campaign to get them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's going to be either ten wins or nine, and all the tiebreakers, doesn't it? Yeah, which is, is in Seahawks' favour. We've beaten the Cowboys yeah. this year. We've beaten the Panthers now. We've beaten the Packers. We've got to play the Vikings, um, who I think will beat. We're going to lose to the Chargers because it's, it's, it's Sunday night football in Arrowhead. We're going to lose to the Chargers. Uh, the uh, Chiefs, sorry. Um, but that would put us 10-6 on the season. That should be enough to get us a yeah. wildcard spot. I think so. And the Panthers, the kickers, have got the yips. Yeah. It's weird. Even about... Six weeks ago, he made that massive one, didn't he, to uh, win the game? And he was a hero. And now, all of a sudden, he's he's probably cost him two, three games, which is it's crazy. The life of a kicker in the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, I know Ron Rivera gets a lot of praise for his, his gambling, and he likes to go for things. But their play calling on that final drive, they were just looking to set him up for a fifty-odd yard field goal, which is still a hard kick, no matter who's oh. kicking the ball. It really annoys me when teams do this. They were just, just yeah, just dropping down for one or two yard runs. Like McCaffrey was burning us. He got two hundred odd yards combined um, <laughs> on, during that game. Just throw him a couple more screen passes. He would have got you into like the twenty or thirty yard range for a kick, and then that's it. Game over. Well, throw him a few screen passes. He might even do more than that. He might, <laughs> yeah. he might actually make you a touchdown, and you don't even have to worry about a kicker, do you? It's, yeah, because um, was it the Broncos did it against the Texans the other week, wasn't mm. it? And Sort yeah. of settled for a fifty yarder and then he misses. It's like a fifty yarder automatic bad. these days. Yeah, it's an extra point isn't automatic, <laughs> is it? And they seem to be settling for these massive kicks when it really matters. But yeah, it's such bad coaching, I think. And I think the I think the Panthers is one of the things. I think it's been a bit underrated these last few weeks. But yeah, the coaching hasn't been great in my opinion. I don't think he's uh, sort of covered himself in glory there. No, not at all. They've gone from six and two to six and five, and are now looking on the outside, looking in. So. Things need to change and things need to change quickly for those. Um, speaking of playoffs, from Angus Johnston. Oh, sorry, that first question was from uh, Kiss Ken- Chris Kenwood. Uh, this one is from Angus Johnston. Can the Browns make the playoffs? No. No? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like people have got a bit carried away by a big offensive performance against some of the worst defences in the league, haven't they? It's Yeah, last week was a game to just stick it in Hugh's face, wasn't it? Yeah, and that, that Bengals defence has been just horrendous, hasn't it, over the second <laughs> half of the season. So, well, don't get me wrong, like, I don't want to like take away from the Browns too much, but I think, for some reason, think people have got a bit crazy about it. I mean, they're still bottom of that division. They're yeah, still, they've still got below up on the... the Bengals, Ravens and Steelers. <laughs> yeah, it's they've won four games this year, but obviously that's a big jump up from last year's well, zero, yeah. but it's still only four games. It's not... <laughs> I think people have got a little bit carried away, and and it's weird because I've been. I feel like when the Browns were losing, I was their biggest uh, sort of bandwagon. Yeah, um, but yeah, now it's it's almost gone the other way. They've completely people, flipped, haven't they? Yeah, 
Well, last year, I think I know they lost uh, one zero games, but I think they were almost a bit underrated because that team was actually all right. Yeah. It was just terrible coaching and a few bits of bad luck here and there. But I think now they've just gone, yeah, swung the other way, which I is a bit weird. where the team is now with the records where they should have been last year. Yeah, I think that's about fair, yeah. But just a year behind. Yeah, and that team's probably added a little bit of talent from, well, quite a lot of talent from last year, hasn't it, as yeah. well? So, And I get that half that's still Q, and I think if, I'll give them a pass. If the Bengals are seriously hire, thinking of hiring Hugh Jackson as their, um, their head coach next year, <laughs> the owner needs to just leave, just retire, because what is he going to get you? It's crazy, isn't it? And <laughs> How he's even in consideration for that job is beyond me. But to me, it's not even just the fact that he's not a great head coach. It's that what what free agent is going to want to sign with them yeah. with Hugh Jackson like <laughs> leading them to what? <laughs> Obviously, there's some players that will just play for whoever pays them the most money. But yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah, they can't do it. Surely the Bengals are a team in massive flux. I think the, they could be coming to the end of the Andrew um, and Andy Dalton sort of era as well with his contract's it's... up and soon and he's, he's injured now for the rest of this season yeah it's, it's, it's a weird time for them because we've well, got to think Marvin's going at the end of this year haven't you I've been thinking <sighs> that for the past five years yeah it's... somehow he keeps his job every year yeah I don't I think this has got to be the one hasn't it but uh, maybe they can pass it off as it was all down to the Dalton injury or whatever but if they finish bottom he has to go yeah, and yeah, I think that's probably the best thing. But I guess it's like the opposite. The Browns, I think. Yeah, the Browns are going to end up winning a few more games over these last few weeks, and it might end up getting Greg Williams a job, which yeah. will be a disaster for them. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Kitchens is going to be a man highly sought after, isn't he? I think in the summer. Yeah, I think so. For a lot of um, teams that require in. OCs or even someone might take a chance on a head coach someone like the Cardinals could do with an offensive uh, head coach and you never know you've seen worse guys he's, he's got this Browns team moving and scoring points so. yeah and yeah I'd much rather they took a chance these teams on someone like that than well yeah. like going for a few like the Bengals Jeff Fish, yeah yeah just <laughs> stop going for these old coaches <laughs> these old school coaches that just they might win a few games it's, it's a bit like for football teams hiring Sam Allardyce exactly yeah, I was just thinking that Yeah, just stop doing it <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's not going to get in two three years you're going to be looking for that young head coach then mm-hmm. so just fast forward and just yeah. go for it now cause... blow it up now and save yourself two years of pain yeah it's <laughs> oh, we can't have Jeff Fisher back in the league that's just giving me bad thoughts there <laughs> someone's going to hire him soon aren't they <laughs> he was the bane of my life for six hours a season every <sighs> season I've watched Seahawks football basically yeah a uh, question from Peter Lawrence. Should the Broncos keep Vance Joseph? Are these back-to-back wins enough for him to keep his job? I think they will. Yeah. If you had said this to me two weeks they? ago... Yeah, if you said this two weeks ago, I'd have thought there's absolutely no chance. I thought he's a dead man walking. But I now... Near, he's a dead man walking. Yeah. And now when you look at the running, they mm. could easily go unbeaten for the rest of the season and maybe even sneak into the playoffs. I think they're a real contender. And Yeah, 10 and 6... Chiefs uh, nine and two, presumably going to win the West. Chargers are going to be right there as well. This is going to be a really fun end to the season for the West. Yeah, so you've got so you've got to think the Chiefs have won that division almost, and the Chargers are probably going to get the five. But the Broncos are going to be right there with the um, the Colts for that six seed, aren't they? And yeah, 
yeah, then you can't possibly fire him at that stage. So I don't know if he's found something or it's just been sort of almost a bit of luck that they've sort of stumbled across stuff. But things have turned around there. He's and, figured out a way to win, haven't they? Yeah, and it's hard to turn that down, isn't it? And sort of move away from that. It's weird. The weirdest thing looking at their season, they've got the exact number of same points that they've scored as they've given up. 252. That's, that's really weird. For 11 weeks, yes. <laughs> they're up I, I, zero. And that is sort of what they've been, really. I think that's sort of... <laughs> it's quite quite a good point, like mark for them because they have sort of been middle of the road, haven't they? But yeah. they've beaten some, some good teams over the last few weeks and yeah, they can... They could definitely cause some teams some trouble. They can run the ball. They've still got a good defence there, mm. even if it isn't quite as good as uh, it was sort of when they won the Super Bowl or any of them sort of times. But they've still got a good defence there. And yeah, well, like Philip Lindsay seeming to get 18 yards every time he runs. <laughs> He's then, in the running for offensive rookie of the year, I think, isn't he? Oh, I, I think Barkley is just too good for it to. Uh, Barkley's for someone else. A flash play, isn't he? Yeah. And. He's put up like some incredible numbers considering mm. that offense has been horrendous. I think he's pretty much wrapped it up. But yeah, I think Lindsay's probably been the biggest surprise package of the year, hasn't he? Definitely. I never heard of him until the first game of the season when he torched the Seahawks <laughs> on the ground. I'd never even heard this man was drafted. Yeah, now he looks like maybe their most important player on offense, which is unbelievable, really. But <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been great. He's been such a good find for them. And mm. yeah, he looks like he can do it for a few years there. Yeah, definitely. So um, I did see that he's still living with his mum and dad, though. Is he? Yeah, because uh, yeah, he grew up in Denver, and yeah, he's still living with his mum and dad. So oh, I think enough. he needs to sort that out before we can really call him elite. <laughs> we'll give him four years, get his first big contract <laughs> yeah. under his belt, and then he can buy a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need this sensible stuff. No. It's like flashing the cash fill. <laughs> uh, question from David Green. From the free agency market up and coming, uh, who do you want to see signed for your teams or which are the best fits for players? Now, I've got a list of 25, uh, probably the top 25 free agents uh, coming up this year. They are all defensive players, which for me, I think is good for it as a Seahawks kind of uh, related question. There's some good players there that I'd like to see us take on. I'm assuming Al Thomas is going to leave. Uh, I can't see him signing a new deal. Whereas someone like Tyron Matthew is a free agent, I think they could he could be on the move again. He could be a good replacement, I think. Yeah, I think I think he'll be really sought after. Mm, um, a good season. I, so looking through the list of like the free agents coming up, a lot of the best ones are just going to be re-signed. I think I don't see that many of them moving on. Like I think um, Demarcus Lawrence, I think he's coming up, but I think he'll just get a new contract. I don't think they'll move on for him just because no. he's been so good. And he got franchise tagged last year, so he's going to get paid wherever he goes. Yeah. I think sort of, of the ones I know, like I guess Siggy Answer, he'll be moving, I imagine. Yeah, but, he's someone I'd like. Opposite yeah, I think, to Frank Clark, who also needs a new deal. So he's someone I thought, like, say based on what what we'd want for our teams, he was one I, I looked at and thought, oh yeah, I could I would quite like a good pass rusher. But I've got a feeling he gets paid so much he's money that he'll make it. Now as well, Siggy Answer. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? It doesn't feel like he's been in the league that long, no, but yeah, I think somebody's gonna probably overpay him a little bit and yeah, go crazy of, on him. There's a lot of players that are going to get a lot of money that don't really necess- um, necessarily match their skill level. Someone like Preston Brown, who is a very good linebacker. He's of a good age. He's 26. Uh, 
he'll probably Washington won't want to splash the cash on him, and he'll get paid a lot of money by a middling team. Yeah, yeah. I think I think just looking through the list at who's who's likely to become available or actually hit free agency. Mm. I think there's going to be there's not going to be that many Premier players. Obviously, we've got going to have Bell and maybe Blake Bortles. You know, really. Really making it exciting, but um, <laughs> yeah, like, especially on offense. So we were talking before the podcast. There's not that many players that are going to be coming up. So these no. few few good players are are going to get paid so much money just because there's not that many of them around. So okay. teams are going to be competing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Golden Tate is one we said, wasn't it? Going to get a lot of money, I think, from somebody. Yeah, uh, New England have got Trey Flowers who's coming up. As he can get resigned, I suppose. Yeah, I think. I think it's pretty safe to say he gets re-signed. I think he's... Future piece, doesn't he, definitely. I think he's pretty much, if Belichick made a player, mm. he, he, doesn't, he doesn't ever come up in like news away from the field. He seems to be... <laughs> he seems to be like the perfect role model and great production. He, he, he's, yeah, he just seems Bill Belichick like, has made him in a lab or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, very, I don't think... He's a good go. player as well. Yeah, I think he's been, he's been great for us. Um. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for your question. Uh, from Twitter now, Lee White, who's at White Wolf Jag. Um, thoughts on the benching of Bortles and the firing of the Jags O coach, the O line coach. Um, these two things don't work together for me. You have to do one or the other because how do you know what yeah. the problem is right now? Yeah, it's it's uh, a bit sort of throwing the baby out of the bathwater, isn't it? It's yeah. But I don't really get why you would do both because no. I think. Mean, I think Hackett's shown that he can be a good OC. He managed to turn Bortles, if it was for a little stretch, into a sort of half-decent quarterback. And yeah. yeah, to me, it seems a very odd move. But I think we've said before, I think it's just the order that these things happen. I think that a coordinator's go, then it's a head coach, isn't it? And this is probably a last-ditch move by Marone to save his job, is my guess. And I think we said before the season started that there was something slightly off about the Jags this season. And yeah. it's come to fruition. Were they, were they three in... Three and seven, three and eight now, and yeah, just falling apart all over the place. Marone's probably going to go. I'd expect at the end of the season, and the, the defense is another year older and another another year richer. Yeah, and just... some of the rookies are going to come up for contracts soon, like Fournette, uh, Telvin Smith, um, the other linebacker they've got as well. They're all going to want paying soon. Jalen Ramsey, of course, as well. They're going to have to pay out a lot of money, and they're going to have to decide if they want to keep this together. Well, uh, uh, we've got a question coming up next that I'll leave some of this for, but I've got a feeling a lot of them defensive players, especially the older ones, I think that we could see a lot of them moved on from Jacksonville. Yeah, Claire's Campbell, I mean, though, is earning an absolute fortune. Yeah, uh, he's one in particular. And there's a few in there that I could, yeah, I could really see him moving on from. And maybe Jalen Ramsey, the trade talk, maybe isn't quite so... Uh, or they sort of dismissed it straight away, and maybe it shouldn't have been. Because yeah, I could see him moving on. Mm. Just just because I think he's such a sort of a volatile player, isn't he, in that locker room? And I think yeah, sometimes not out, not too outspoken, is he? Yeah, and <laughs> I, I do think he's an amazing player. Don't get me wrong. I think I think he might end up being a bit underrated after this year because of uh, his smack talk and stuff. But I still think he's an amazing player. But yeah, I think sometimes taking that player out of that locker room can probably solve a lot of their issues. So. Yes. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they moved on from him. If they can get back something for good for him, then yeah, I think they would. Is someone that could definitely be on the move. Yeah, definitely. 
thank you very much for your question, Lee. Next question is from Adam, who's at AdamSA101 on Twitter. If the trade deadline was still open, which trades would each of the Super Bowl contenders make to put them over the edge? Well, this is what I was talking about with the Jaguars players, mm-hmm. because I think the contenders would just be picking off yeah. these Jaguars defensive players, because they all need defensive help, don't they? Pretty much the uh, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, definitely. All of them. And, They're all offences, basically. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if the deadline was still or was still open, or the window, sorry, was still open, then yeah, I think uh, the Jags would be moving on quite a few of these players right now for getting picks for next year to rebuild that mm. team. But do the Patriots uh, have the best defense of the four main contenders? I I really don't know because <laughs> I don't know if I can trust. <laughs> To trust it because one week they look, you think, oh, they've solved it, and then the next week is like, oh, we're yeah. back to we're back to that last season where we can't even tackle. <laughs> so it's hard to really know, but I think there's talent on there. I think I think there's playmakers on the Patriots defense, and I yeah. think that's all you really need right now, isn't it? Or, or that could be the difference, can't it? If we can get a turnover somewhere or mm. a big stop on third down or something, then uh, the Saints have really come on, haven't they, as a defense? Yes, like even last night. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Even yeah, like I say, even last night, even in a loss, they looked very, very good on defense. Seven sacks, I think they got. Yeah, they gave up 13 points, which yeah, you would be happy with, wouldn't you? And even the Chiefs have come on a little bit, haven't they? They're not. Mm. They're not necessarily like they're still giving up points, but you've got some players and they're getting lots of sacks and yeah, D Ford's having a great yeah. year in a, in a contract year as well. And Justin Houston's playing quite well again, yeah. and yeah, they've got some good players on that team, and or. or Players that can at least make a difference. I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? I think Eric Berry was back in training as well today. I saw. Yeah, and that'll be. He's such a good player, won't he? Yeah. 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 I think all of them would. All the contenders would be looking to add a a defensive piece somewhere along the line. Someone that can just make that difference. Yeah. Apart from maybe the Rams, you're just going to pick apart the Jags and give them all to the the, uh, the Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go. I'll go Ramsey to the Rams, maybe. Imagine him on there instead of uh, Peters. Peters, Jesus Christ. Yeah, him on there. What a cornerback group that is. Yeah, so who else? I don't know. Campbell. I'll, I'll, take, the, I'll take Campbell at the Pats. <laughs> It'll be fun. You know, some of the others can go elsewhere. <laughs> Fair enough. They, they can have the, the lesser names. <laughs> Thanks for your question, Adam. Uh, on from Joe now, who's at Joe Collings123. Uh, Cam is having the best year of his career in terms of completion percentage. Yeah, the Panthers' defense is now horrible. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know because Cam Cam was back to being he was he was efficient against Seahawks last week. He was fourteen of fourteen at half time, um, but he ended ended the game with less less yards than Russell Wilson by almost a hundred yards. And that yeah, that defense bar Luke Keekley. I don't think he's very good. No, it's it's hard because, I don't know, there's some players that I sort of like on the team, but they're just not coming together. Mm. But, so I've said it before, and like I know he had a good week again last week, but McCaffrey, I think when you want to just ice a game and put it away, I'm not sure he's a back. And I don't think that helps the defence because I don't think the offence is, where some other offences are where to keep Keep or keep the opposing offense off the team, off the field for I don't know eight minutes or something. If they just get a drive like that, I don't think the Panthers have really got that in them on the whole, and I think, don't think that helps the defense either. 
No. But, uh, yeah, it's a weird... I just don't think any team's got a great defence other than the Bears, in, out of the contenders. So, I don't think it's... <laughs> I think just everyone's got a bad defence, pretty much. Yeah, everyone's got weaknesses. I thought the Seahawks had a good stout run uh, defence, and there was just wide open holes for McCaffrey to run through last weekend. So, Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, because... At the same time, I don't think they have played well, but I could sort of see them getting it together a bit in the playoffs, the Panthers, if they did make it, and yeah. causing some problems, even with that defence not being great. I think they can yeah, get a turnover or two and make the difference, but yeah, it's it's weird. So the completion, completion percentage for Cam has literally just gone up because the offence has changed pretty much, hasn't it? It's a very different offence to what he had been running. Yeah, they're not, they're not taking huge shots, so it's obviously it's easier to complete. 10 to 15 yeah. or 5 to 10 to 15 yard passes and last weekend there was there's always well every weekend there's always holes in the middle of our um, linebacking core for catches across the middle on crossing routes so he was completing a lot of those passes yeah but, and I think that's better for them I think it's yeah. I think he I think he has played better this year because of it like oh, definitely. don't get me wrong I think he's been good like, I, but that is because it's a different offence and probably suits him better and their players they've got Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's a much more rounded offense for them. They're kind of just missing one receiver like we've said all season, really. But he's uh, he's up and around the top, still around the top of the uh, top of the league as uh, quarterback wise. Yeah. Question from Joe, who's at JC JCO one eight seven. With a weak QB draft class and free agent class, who throws the most money at Teddy Bridgewater? And also, does this make Tampa give James Winston one more chance? <laughs> that James I think, really tough yeah I think Seamus can go either way because I think it really depends on who the next head coach is because yeah. I think it's safe to say it's not going to be going to be Dirk uh, come no. next season <laughs> so I think just all that all comes out of that so I don't think we can I don't think you can really say one way or another because well we just don't know do we <laughs> I mean, that's, no. we just don't have any clue really we'd just be guessing so I don't know that's the other one I think I, I really think Bridgewater is a Jaguars quarterback next year. Yeah, I said this to Adam who asked this question earlier the other day that they're going to give him all the money. He thinks Derek Carr could be on a move. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a, an easier option to get. Yeah, I, I think we see Carr to the Giants, Bridgewater Ooh. to... Because I, I'm not convinced the Giants are going to like the quarterbacks coming out that much. No, I like that Carr to the Giants is a very interesting move. That makes yeah. the offence very good. Because I think the Raiders are going to be very open to trading him, especially oh, yeah. if they get the number one pick out of conference as well. Yeah, it's yeah that's that would be my prediction right now. You see, Carr go to the Giants and the Jags go to um, Bridgewater go to the Jags because I'm not sure how it works with their cap right now because Bortles is going to cost them a lot of money next year, whatever happens. Yeah, so it'll be six million in dead money if they move on from him. Which is yeah, they're money for one player, but it, yeah, it, it kind they, of his plays even worse than that. So just get rid of. Them. They might have to sort of give Bridgewater a sort of weird contract where they guarantee him a bit more money and maybe pay him a little less in the first year or something along those sort of lines to to get him there. But yeah, I really see Bridgewater. I can really see him in that Jaguars uniform right now. Yeah, him and Fournette he, would make an interesting run running game as well. Yeah, because Bridgewater is quite a safe pair of hands, isn't mm. he? He's not gonna. He's not going to turn the ball over tons, and that's no, all the Jags really need. Yeah, it is. It just needs a solid offensive uh, quarterback play. Yeah, they don't need anyone to be incredible, and I think Bridgewater can do that for you. I'm not, I'm not some huge Bridgewater fan. I don't think he's like top ten or top fifteen, but I think he can be 
a solid 15 to 20 quarterback, and that's all they really need, that Jags team, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Middle of the road, yeah. Just a solid, solid player. Um, question from uh, Atwood10. <laughs> Here we go. Have you ever been in a dynasty fantasy league with a bloke who finishes dead last and still claimed he has the best team, to the point of even taking bets that he will win it all next season? Now I've got no idea about this question, Dave. What would you What would you say to this one? So, so we got a few questions. So I'll just cut them down <laughs> to one. So these these questions all happen to be from somebody in a, a, a group of people that I'm in a dynasty league with. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this season I've had yes yeah, some bad luck. I'll say I've got like 200 points more scored against me this season. <laughs> I've had I've had a bad run of it, but I've, had, I've got Le'Veon Bell. He's suspended all season. I've got Devontae Freeman barely played. I don't need to talk about that much more, but yeah, my team's winning it the next year. We're, we're coming back strong. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you my start in Atlanta. So it's a two quarterback league. We've got Cam and Brady at, at quarterback. Two That's top great. 10 quarterbacks. We've got Keenan Allen. We've got Julian Edelman. And then we've got either Marvin Jones or Doug Baldwin. That's nice. great as well. Running back, we've got Melvin Gordon. Le'Veon Bell, after his year off, he's going to be coming back. <laughs> raring to go for the uh, Brighton Bulldogs. That's the. Uh, that's a team. That's a franchise name. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, quarterback. Uh, tight end, we've got Jimmy Graham or Vance McDonald. What a team that is. You, you'd be crazy not to throw your money at that team. That is a good team. Yeah. Yeah. That should never be bottom, that team. Uh, I'll maintain. Bottom, no, that's, that's weird. It is bottom. I maintain I've got the best team in that league. <laughs> I'll, I'll go down fighting. But, yeah, I've put, I've put my money where my mouth is. So, I've got nice. to either win the league or finish as top scorer in the regular season next year to win that bet. So, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to spend that money on, I don't know. <laughs> spend it it's for a Panthers fans. So I'm going to spend it on Falcons merch. <laughs> You'll have to uh, keep us updated how that's getting on as well next season. Yeah, I will do. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep you updated because I'll just, it won't take long because I'll just read the top name in the, in the league. <laughs> so, so that's fine. Nice. Uh, right, then, before we get on to uh, the uh, game previews, we're going to quickly stick a fork in some teams because there's some teams that are definitely out of it now, aren't there? Yeah, I think yeah, I think right now we're. I feel like we're almost down to seven teams in each conference that can actually make the playoffs. Maybe eight because yeah, I think I just don't think there's teams that can go on a run from here, or some teams that are out of it and just can't go on a run. No, I think that's fair. So the eighth seed in each conference currently is the Dolphins, uh, five and six in the AFC, and the Panthers are six and five in the NFC. Um. So I'll give you a few names and you tell me if you want to fork them. Bengals, Broncos, Titans are all five and six. The Broncos is the only one I wouldn't out of them, just because they've got such an easy run yeah. on the way in. So That's Bengals, the only reason Titans, I wouldn't. you're done. Yeah, I think I think we can uh, say that. The Titans, unfortunately, are behind the streaking Colts and the, the Texans who just keep winning, so... That's a yeah. and the Bengals are stuck in a division with the Steelers and Ravens who are both in the playoffs at the minute. <laughs> it's Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's hard. So if they're done, that also means then the Browns, the Bills, the Jags, the Jets and the Raiders are all forked as well. Yeah. They're not making a move, are they? I don't, I don't think so. I, who are they? I, I'm not even sure many of them could even mathematically make it at this point. Even if they win in, they'd be struggling to do it. So... <sighs> The Bills are four and seven. They need to win out and be nine and seven. And and how they, can that happen? <laughs> they need the Steelers or they need the Ravens to like win two games in the remaining. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, yeah. you're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, NFC wise, then Eagles are five and six. You count them out. 
I don't think you can. I I don't think they will make it. And if I was if I, if I, if we're going bold, then I'd happily do it. I'd happily get rid of them. But I, I think there is a there is still a, a way in for them. Let's go bold, and let's say if we are wrong, we'll donate some money to charity or something. Okay, cool. I'll, I'm happy with that then. We'll, yeah. I'm happy to to uh, go with the Eagles then. Same here. The Eagles are done. They're not going out of division. Cowboys just somehow keep winning games. Four wins in a row. They've gone now. Yeah, I, I think the I think the Cowboys are running away with that division from now. I think the NFC then... is too strong elsewhere as well. Yeah, there's too there's too many good teams ahead of them. I think for them to. It's not that they're playing great football right now, is it, the Eagles? And no. You can see them going on a streak, but yeah, I think go with the Eagles. Eagles down, basically, as I would uh, yeah, stick a fork in them teams. Okay, the Packers 4-6-1, and one, Falcons 4-7, and seven, Bucks 4-7, and seven, Lions 4-7. and seven. Any of those? The, the, the national media in America will not get off the Packers hype train that they're still going to make a run. Rogers has said, relax again this week. It's, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll get there. I, I would have written them off two, three weeks ago if we did this then. So yeah. I'm definitely uh, happy to do them now. Yeah, Falcons are too injured. Buccaneers are just the mental. Um, Lions yeah. <laughs> only turn up every other couple of weeks. So Yeah. And then the G-Men, three and eight. Cardinals, two and nine. Niners, two and nine. Oh, the NFC West is being dragged down by those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's good being in that sort of division. <laughs> you know? so who's got the number one pick currently then? Because we've got three teams that are two and nine. I think it goes 49ers, Cardinals, Raiders off the top of my head. I think that's what it is. Okay. Well, the 49ers need to replace Ruben Foster, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that pick did not work out well for him, did it? No. So there we go, then. We have forked half of the league now. Almost yeah. half of the league. Two teams are hanging on by a fingernail. Panthers and the Dolphins, you both could be forked next week. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a tough one. Because, yeah. yeah, the... Pa- I, weirdly, I think... I think you could almost fork the Redskins. <laughs> they're they're in the playoffs right now as a six seed, but I would probably fork them as well. Yeah, are you willing to go that bold now? It's not even. December. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Wow, okay, there you go. I'm I'm going for the Redskins. They they are not. They, I don't think they can win four more games that I think they'll need with Colt McCoy. Yeah, that's fair. Colt McCoy, or Russell Wilson, or Cam Newton. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Which they, they need to go fair. at least three and two, and. I, even that, I think, will be hard for them to get in at free, winning three, uh, three more games. So, yeah, I'm, I would write the Redskins off right now. There you go, then. Bold claims, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'm with you as well, actually, because, yeah, they're done. We're taking that sixth, yeah. not fifth seed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're done. Right, then, let's get on to this week's matchups. We've had Thursday night football. We're going to start on Sunday with the Ravens at the Falcons. Falcons are normally pretty good at home. Um, Joe Flacco's back in practice this week, but. Can they really take Lamar Jackson out of the lineup? Well, from what I've read, it seems like it's Jackson's job right now. And good. Yeah, I, I think they have to, really, because I mean he's coming his one two games, isn't he? And so <laughs> how can you move away from that? But are they really winning it with Joe Flacco? I don't think so. So I'm, I don't really win it with Lamar Jackson either. But I think that it's at that sort of time where find out what you've got with Jackson and yeah. If you if you're going to move on from Flacco, you can probably still get quite a good uh, sort of trade haul from him. Yeah, there are so, some teams that are willing to take a chance on getting a couple more years out of Flacco. Probably the Giants. Watch, watch the Giants get Joe Flacco now. 
Yeah. <laughs> Again, the, 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 like we said, the car, the, I don't think the Flacco situation is that different other than their ages. Yeah. So, yeah, Flacco. Yeah, Flacco could be on the move. So, yeah, I think you've got to go with Jackson just to see what he's got from now. So. Yeah, him and Gus Edwards make a, a pretty devastating one-two attack in the run game. And he can throw the ball and all. They came out in the first half last week just... Kind of Jackson didn't run at all on that thing. He was just throwing, and he makes some nice throws. Yeah, and yeah, I think they've got to stick with that, and yeah. I think it'll be enough to beat this Ravens team. Um, Falcons team, sorry. Yeah, Falcons team, twenty uh, eighth in defense and thirty first in rushing attack. Their rushing attack has fallen off a cliff. I always thought Telvin Coleman was quite good. He was like a one B uh, running back, but he's struggled mightily this year without Dante Foreman. Yeah. Ryan will put up numbers because that's what the Falcons do in the, at home in the Dome. But, yeah, I think Ravens take it in the end. Yeah, I, I think so. I, so. I think the Falcons are done and I think it. Uh, I think that matters this time of year when teams are done and teams need that win. I think it really sort of comes through in these games. Yeah. Uh, NFC South clash. The Carolina Panthers travel to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, who's starting wow. the quarterback? Winston, is he back in now? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel like it's got to be Winston. For the, I think like we're saying with the Ravens, they've got to just give Winston the the rest of the season, I think. Because yeah. they need to make a decision on him. So what is the point of having him sit on the bench other than the stuff with his uh, contract being guaranteed if he gets injured? But you, I think you've got to take that risk because there's a chance you'll be paying him either way. So mm. at least play him. I think if we see Fitz, it's a definite... It's uh, We know what's happening with Winston. He's out of there. Yeah, I think this is the final one. If he gets benched again, then... Yeah, you're done. You're gone. Yeah. Panthers win on the road? Well, you would think so, but... On a four, a three-game losing streak. Yeah, three-game losing streak. A divisional rival. The <laughs> Buccaneers have shown that they can beat teams this year, so... Yeah. It, it's not crazy to think that the Panthers could lose this, and then, then, you look, then they're in real, real... Big trouble. The Bucks are the only but, team in the South with a winning um, streak at the minute. I mean, admittedly, it's only one game, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to not pick the Panthers here. But I'll pick the Panthers. I think the last three weeks, <laughs> I think I have anyway. So <laughs> what do I know? You're but, back again for one more. Yeah, I guess so. You you can't. I can't trust this Buccaneers team. No, so they are a better team on paper. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're just on this bad streak, but mm. yeah, uh, yeah, the Panthers have to win this though. I think this is a big, big game for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, New York next. New York Giants are at home. The Chicago Bears come to town. That much vaunted defense. Eight and three Bears take on the three and eight Giants. This one should be over before it begins, shouldn't it? Well, you think so? But do, do we know if Trubisky's playing yet or not? I don't know whether he's back. Uh, uh, no, actually, there's no. I haven't I... seen any news on it. Yeah, I haven't, really, I haven't seen like one way or the other. So, I mean, that could make a big difference because I thought James Daniel was decent enough on Thanksgiving, but I think this Giants team has shown that they can beat some teams. And oh, hang on, this came out yesterday. Mike Garofolo is reporting that the Bears are planning to sit Trubisky for the Week 13 game. That makes it a tough one, doesn't wow. it? <laughs> yeah, it makes it interesting. This defense is going to have to get after Eli all game because yeah, if, if they if the if the Giants can get up in this. They can win this. Yeah, I, I think the first half or so is going to be important because I'm not sure you see the Bears making some big comeback, do you? But no, not with Chase Daniel. He was serviceable on Thanksgiving. He did a decent enough job, but he wasn't going to test um, that secondary much. They're all quite short throws, and um, 
The Bears haven't got a running game at the minute. No. For me, this game is pretty much going to come down to Barkley versus that run defense. Yeah. And whoever comes out on top in that matchup probably probably wins the game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game to watch, actually. Yeah, it's. I, I think I'll go with the Bears just because, you know, I think they're better. But, yeah, this is a tough one, especially with Chase Daniel there. Of all the one o'clock games, this is the one I might focus most on this weekend. It, yeah. The 6 p.m. games for us. Um, I'm certainly not going to be focusing on the Bills at the Dolphins. Four and seven, five and six. Who cares? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. But should McDermott be right in that coach of the year running? Four wins Four from wins this Bills this, team. Yeah, that is it's, incredible, actually. Yeah. I don't know how it's happened. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they've won one game, to be honest. So four wins just, from the Jags. Yeah, which, what odds would that have been at the start of the season? They've got one win less than the Dolphins. Yeah, it's... It's so uh, weird. Yeah, I still don't know how they're winning these games. No. But Josh Allen's fun. and He is, last week as well. He was very fun. And they got a great defence, so I guess they're winning with that. But, yeah, that offence, there's not much there to really be happy about. But, yeah, maybe next year, maybe they can turn <laughs> things around quite quickly, the Bills. But... They don't need much, do they? They just need no. some offensive pieces. You've got McCoy, who's still a good running back. Josh Allen looks fun. Give him a few people to throw the ball to and a few people to actually stop him from getting sacked all the time. Well, he's throwing it to Kelvin Benjamin, who I'm not even sure he can be bothered to turn up on a Sunday most like weeks. He's lineman these days. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think he's given up almost. But <laughs> Yeah, they, they could be interested next year, which seems crazy right now. But yeah, four wins for them is unbelievable. But They could be tied for second in the AFC East after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is mad. Um <laughs> Are you picking? I'm picking the Bills because I don't. I've I've not seen it again. Not seen the Dolphins at all this season. Do anything? No. I, yeah, I guess I go with the Bills. Wow. <laughs> how how are we both picking the Bills on the road in any game ever? But yeah, I think the Bills. Yeah, Bills. I'm going with it. Well, I mean, the Dolphins looked all right last week against the Colts, but they can't hold on to a lead and. I, 24 points on the Colts is not. The Colts' defense isn't great. Speaking of the Colts, they travel to Jacksonville and they should blow the doors off the Jags, I think, in this one with Luck and Hilton and Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. they got some pieces to just t- dismantle this defence. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? It's hard. Everything we've seen over this last month or so, you should, the Colts should absolutely just destroy them. But you know, weird things happen, don't they, in these divisional games? But... I don't know. Is I there, really is, don't want the, the, the Colts to lose to this Jags team. I mean, is changing the quarterback really going to make that much difference here? Uh, is oh, it, yeah. Who is it? It's Cody Kessler. Yeah. Is that is that the difference in this game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fournette's out as well, isn't he, after the suspension? Oh, Christ. Cody Which Kessler I think is ridiculous as well. TJ Yeldon. What yeah. A, what a two-headed weapon. <laughs> yeah. I do think that Fournette for suspension is ridiculous. Yes, like, and I know he was fighting. But we see fights like so often in this league and yeah, very Donald, rarely. Aaron Donald put his helmet back on after a game or after Justin Britt when we played the Rams for the second time. Yeah. And that's, that's worse, if anything, isn't it? Yeah. Like, at the least, game was over. Yeah. He deliberately went back onto the field looking for a fight. Yeah, the Fournette thing. Like, and I know it's not a good look and it wasn't great, don't get me wrong, but... I don't remember a player getting suspended for this sort of thing before. Especially, I don't remember him having any sort of past no. problems for net with this sort of thing. So, 
yeah, I don't, I can't, like, I really was shocked when that suspension come through, but it's the NFL and they just make it up as they go along, don't <laughs> they, with these suspensions. The Colts won this one 29-26 at the start of November. Uh, this was the Eric Ebron hat-trick game. I, I can't possibly pick the Jags in this game, but, you know, the, the Colts weren't amazing in that first half last week no. against the Dolphins. And you can see the Jags, if maybe maybe Bortles not being there sort of gives the rest of the players a bit of a boost <laughs> and the defence plays better and some of that stuff. But, yeah, I, I trust Andrew Luck to get it done yeah. against this team. And, yeah, hopefully yeah, Colts When I was making my picks this week, I realised I'd, I'd picked five road teams out of the first five games and we've both just done the same thing again. Yeah, that's it's, it's never a good thing, is it? We're, uh, no, road team, like we're... home teams are not winning this week. <laughs> Uh, a team at home that should win are the Houston Texans. Uh, Cleveland Browns coming to town. I listened to Texans Titans on Monday night. I was at work, and it seemed like the Texans were just they could score whenever they wanted to. Like, and they got after Mariota. I think seven sacks they finished with. That defense is revving up, and offensively, Demarius Thomas came alive as well. Uh, Lamar Miller out of nowhere with a ninety-seven yard rushing touchdown, and they've already got. New Hopkins, who can just go off whenever he feels like it as well. It's, I'm starting to get behind this Texans team now. I didn't really realise how good they were in this sort of the run they're on. And they can put teams away quite easily. They've got a lot of weapons. Yeah, I mean, that's the weird thing. Because when I talk about the Texans, I think, God, how can they be on this sort of run? And mm. they, they can't keep doing it. But yeah, when you look at just individual talent, they're... They're, at least on the top end, they're up there with like the best in the league. Yeah, definitely. They're on both sides of the ball, they've got some amazing players. But I don't trust Bill O'Brien. <laughs> no. I, Rightly so, he has a history of uh, collapsing. Yeah. And I feel like that offensive line is going to be the downfall when it really comes down to it. Yeah, that is when, the weakness in the whole, the whole squad. Yeah. And say they played the Chiefs or someone like... That Chiefs team could wreck that uh, offensive line right now, couldn't they? And a few of the others in there as well could. And imagine going up against the Chargers, the Texans versus Chargers, which it's a good chance that could happen in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, that Chargers team, that Chargers line should absolutely kill them, shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Joey Bosa will be getting uh, have a fun day. Yeah, and yeah, I think that. That's when Watson's going to struggle when it's just getting hit all game. And yeah, I don't, I just don't think they can get it done when it comes to plus. But they could end up getting a buy. The way it's going, they could, they could get a buy. We've got the Browns, Colts, Jets, Eagles, and Jags in their final five games. There's no reason they should lose any of those games, really. No. So the Colts one is going to be the big one, isn't it? But yeah. win that, and then they're, they're heading for thirteen and three. <laughs> That might that might even be the one seed when it comes down to it. Thirteen run streak that would be. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel crazy to think they could do that, does it? But no. yeah, I still wouldn't trust them, and I wouldn't be picking them in many games when the playoffs come around. But You're yeah, they've got some rounds at home. Yeah, yeah, I think this is this could be a down week for the Browns. We say. Yeah, they got incredibly high and incredibly emotional last week. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it never helps to, to have to come down from that. No, and yeah, this could be that week where they do fall down. Yeah, a team that are pretty good at falling down are the Bengals, uh, and they, they face the Broncos this week. It's in Cincinnati. Um, does that give them the edge, or are they just they're well, just pretty bad, aren't they? 
Well, yeah, no Andy Dalton either. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll started it. Yeah, I mean, he looks quite fun. But... I, I, I feel like he's fun, but I mean, if you're a, you. a Bengals, yeah, if you're a Bengals fan, he's going to chuck a few balls up and get picked <laughs> off a few times. Yeah, the Broncos. I feel like they should just crush him here. I feel like this this could be a big Lindsay game. I think he could yeah, he go for lots and lots of yards this week. Yeah, there's not really much else to say on these two teams. No, just kind of the there, Bengals. Yeah, this this could be the end of the run for this Bengals team. This like, could be I'd a sort of big turnover. Blowing the whole thing up, yeah. Yeah, it's how, I feel like if you're going to do it now, because would you trade? Yeah, would got... you trade AJ Green as well? Like you could probably get a big haul for him. If you're going to blow it up, then I guess you sort of almost have to, don't There's you? No like hanging on to one player, is there? No, I don't. I don't think they will do it because teams just don't do it, do they? <laughs> when it comes down yeah. to it, they play it safe and don't do it, but. Yeah, blowing up the team right now and restarting probably wouldn't be the worst for him because that Bengals team isn't exactly uh, in great shape, is it? it? No, and maybe a coach can change that. (laughs) A a change of coach can Mm. turn things around quickly, but I'm not totally convinced that's enough for them. No. Uh, 10-1 Rams travel to the 4-7 Detroit Lions. These are the kind of games the Lions get super up for against good teams, but I mean, maybe Patricia's been game planning this one for three weeks. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work. Help her too much? No, that this should be over by half time, shouldn't it? But yeah, as we say, the the Lions have done it this season. Yeah. Just weirdly come out and beat good teams, but yeah, I, I I struggle to see how they do it on this one. Yeah, the Rams have got that one seed within their grasp now. Yeah, that that loss last night should really kick the Rams on. Mm. Not, I don't, I think they needed it or anything, but I think it's just another thing, isn't it? To really get them up for this game. Yeah. Uh, fairly routine win for that one then. Um, Cardinals at Packers. Should be snowing in Green Bay. Um, I don't particularly fancy Josh Rosen's chances in the snow against the Packers, but then I feel like I hate on the Packers more than like they kind of deserve. But did you see that the, the video on Facebook from the the NFL show this week? No. Of um, Mark Chapman laid out a stat that Aaron Rodgers is 0-37 in games where he's entered the fourth quarter down by more than one point against teams with a winning record. Yeah, I, I, I saw that stat on Twitter, actually. So basically, he's a bully. He just beats up on bad teams. I'm pretty sure that stat was a bit skewed, but <laughs> it's... No, I, I think it was... There was There's a, a lot weird of ones in into, there, isn't it? Well, one yeah, point like, or more against bad teams or good teams. Yeah, there were, I think it was one of them weird ones where it perhaps isn't quite as bad as it sounds at first, but it is still really bad. Yeah. <laughs> because even if it was ten games, that's yeah. still really bad for somebody. Seven games, especially for somebody who's considered as like a real clutch quarterback. Who like if you were down, down five or whatever, and you needed someone to drive you down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah. I think most Aaron Rodgers is at the top of nearly all them lists, and yeah, well, Matt Stafford is the guy that holds the record for the most fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, you wouldn't put Stafford at the top of that list, and Wilson second, and players like that. You'd, you'd think Rodgers would be up there, Brady would be up there. It's it's weird, a really weird stat that he's kind of. Yeah, it's it's weird that yeah, it's it's weird that he's never done it. Yeah, as I say, especially when he's considered to be such a great clutch player. Mm. But yeah, that yeah, it's not a good stat for him. <laughs> no, he's been—he's definitely been hamstrung, hamstrung by Mike McCarthy, and this is probably we're seeing the the, 
the final throws of the McCarthy era now. Um, uh, everything says the Packers should win this, but I yeah. feel like that team might have given up. Yeah, I don't think the Cardinals have. I, th- I think still Steve Wilkes is fighting for his job at this point. I think he could. He's very likely to be a one and done head coach. I think. Yeah. But maybe if he, if he gets a couple, a couple of wins. wins, yeah, especially this sort of win against the Packers, and you can say the defense has shut down Rogers and that side of the ball. Yeah. Because the defense is what they've got right now. The Cardinals, isn't it? They've got a good defense there. Yes, I mean they're eighteenth uh, in defense, which is right in the middle of the league. So that's that's good. That's a good place to be. Yeah, and like, I I did like Rosen coming out, and I still think he can be a good player. But at the moment, I think he's almost Alex Smith without the running. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going for something like 150 yards a game, which is not good at all. And like, I don't no. think it's all his own fault, but. He's got no one else to throw to. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he's one who's going to be inspiring the team to victory here. So, <laughs> no. I think if I think the Cardinals can win it, I don't think it's like I don't think it's sort of foregone conclusion that the Packers win it. But I think it's going to be because the defense gets a couple of turnovers or something like that happens, or a special team score, or something along those sort of lines, or David Johnson breaks a massive run off, or something along those sort of lines. But I, I think, think the Packers are here. Down to it. It's more yeah. David Johnson versus um, Aaron Jones more than Rogers and Rosen. Yeah, I I think the Packers will win, but I could be convinced to pick take the Cardinals if yeah. uh, someone gave me an argument, a strong argument for it. No, I, I agree with that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one is a foregone conclusion. The Chargers travel to Oakland by the uh, the Chiefs. Sorry, travel to Oakland by the Raiders. Do we need to say yeah. anything about this game other than Chiefs win? <laughs> yeah, this should be. This could be a game where Mahomes really puts his stats up there to What's the NFL get that. Uh, we did. I think I saw it the other day. I think it might be seventy-two. I don't know why. I'm sure it came up the other day on like Facebook or Twitter or so. You know, these sort of like on this day sort of thing. They could they could equal that in this. <laughs> oh, if they wanted to, but but teams don't really run it up, do they? That no, much. No, that's why I like Sean Payton because he doesn't care. Yeah, about that. <laughs> but yeah, they could absolutely destroy this team, and yeah, I I don't really know what the the Raiders are even. That they could almost just concede every game for the rest of the season, and it wouldn't make a lot of difference to them. I don't think. No, they don't care which about is year, they? dreadful <laughs> for the Raiders. Yeah. I feel sorry for Raiders fans right now because a couple of years ago they looked so promising. Yeah. <laughs> and then now they are... Well, where's the hope, really, other than Shut the fact you've got a few number one picks? It can turn around, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially when there's a few bad decisions there mm. between sort of front office and head coaches and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're, they're not in a good place right now. No, yeah, 72 uh, by the Washington Redskins in 1966 was the record. I've nailed that. You have, well done. <laughs> uh, Jets at Titans next in a game that should be easier to call, call than it actually is. Yeah. It's I mean, in the Tennessee, Jets... which gives them a, an yeah. advantage. The Titans should win this comfortably, shouldn't they? Yeah. And just about hang on to sort of playoff contention, even though I don't think they can get in now. But yeah, they're a weird team, aren't they, the Titans? Hmm. I don't. I still don't know what they are, and yeah, that they should win this easy. But again, I think at this stage of season, this is quite a nothing game, isn't it? Yes, I mean they scored ten points in the first quarter against the Texans, and then went into hibernation until the end of the third. And in that time, that 
the Titans just, uh, the Texans have scored like thirty points. So. I don't know what the solution is in Tennessee to sort of get them away from what they are right now. No, because there's, there's, there are players there. Yeah, and I feel like the co- like the new coaching staff have done a good job. Yeah. But at the same time, when you really break it down, the stuff has gone wrong. They're so inconsistent. You don't know what they are from one week to another. And that sort of comes back on the coaches, doesn't it? <laughs> like, really. So, yeah, I don't really know what the solution is there. They also had some questionable. I mean, against the Texans, they gave uh, it was fourth and one, I think. They gave Luke Stocker, who was a tight end, the ball on a rushing play, and he, obviously he got zero yards. Yeah, Dion well, Lewis had got, seven rushes for eight yards. You got Derek Henry there, who yeah, who's a beast. If he, yeah, if he's not playing well, he should be able to get them a sort of thing still, shouldn't he? But yeah, you've got a running quarterback. You've got Corey Davis who had one carry for forty yards. You've got options. Now give it to a tight end. Yeah, they're yeah they're a weird team, the Titans. So, yeah. yeah, they just they just feel like they could be the next Bengals, mm, sort of forever. Now the Beng- just yeah, them. yeah, they're sort of there. They're never going to be picked at the top of the draft. Never really. They might sneak in the playoffs every now and again, or sort of have a good run one season. But mm. they're never really a threat to win it. It's not Donald give you playing as well for the Jets. <sighs> I guess they've got to, but I wouldn't have been totally against them just giving him the rest of the season off and sort of no. going again for next year yeah because it's going to be a different um, coaching regime isn't it in, in New York yeah. next year almost certainly I think yeah you're not really gaining that much other than just getting him reps but yeah there's no point in him learning any more of his playbook because it's going to be yeah. out the window in five weeks time yeah I'm, I'm not convinced that coming back playing for this offence is really going to benefit him that much but at the same time that coaching staff doesn't care, do they? <laughs> they, I suppose their only thing is maybe they can get a winning streak coming in and save their jobs. So, oh, I don't think they can, but no, that's their only thing. So they're going to play him, aren't they? If he's available, yeah. Titans win. Yeah, I think so. Uh, in a game that annoyingly got flexed out of Sunday Night Football, it's the 49ers travelling to the Seahawks. I mean, obviously, this is not a game anyone else wants to see, really. Um, <laughs> <No>. but... <laughs> Yeah, how could, how could they choose to charge the Steelers over this? Disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> this this should be a fairly easy walk in the park. The Seahawks have got four of their last five games in Seattle. Um, it's going to be a pretty good run, I think. We're six and five yeah. currently. The Niners are two and nine. The season's been a disaster. Does, does, their, does their season look different with Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I don't really think it does look that different. I think we said when he got injured that it could almost be a bit of a blessing in disguise for them. Like no one wants their quarterback to suffer that sort of injury, but it took all the pressure off the coaching staff, didn't it? It gives them another chance to rebuild. Yeah, they're going to be picking if they're not picking top of the draft, they're going to be picking in the top three or four. Yeah, definitely. It gives them a chance to build another season. Then next season, I think they could really be a contender. Where I think this season, I think they were a bit. So many people were picking them as a dark horse. Well, it got to the point where they weren't even a dark horse because so many picked, so many people picked them, weren't it? Yeah. And then I, I feel like they would have had a few more wins, but I don't think it would have been enough to make them into a contender or even a playoff team. No, I think maybe four or five at a stretch would have been kind of where they were. I, I, I don't get the Garoppolo hype. I know he's come; he looked good last year, but anyone would have done coming into that team last season. I, I think he's a great quarterback. Just from what we've seen of him and obviously from the Patriots time and the 49 I think he can be great but I think there wasn't much of a team around him no, and if they pick one two or three 
Well, they probably are going to pick. Are they going to pick defense though? Yeah, I think it's going to be Bosa. And but then saying that, it wouldn't shock me if they were the team at the top of the draft. If they were the one to trade down, you know, if a quarterback comes out that sort of there's not much, not doesn't seem many quarterback prospects. So no. maybe teams will want to trade up for that quarterback to make sure they get him. If there's only one or two that's really people are really trusting, so they could trade back, get a big haul, and that could turn this team around quickly, couldn't it? Yeah, because they but, need offensive weapons, I think. They need to give Garoppolo more players to throw the ball to, because outside of George Kittle, I don't think they've got a great deal. Like Mark no. could wins a good uh, go-route runner, but apart from yeah. that... He's not he somewhat... Go? He's not a number one, is he? He's, uh, no. He's, he's what Taylor Gabriel... Yeah, what Taylor Gabriel was for um, the Falcons when yeah. he was there. That's how I see good wins. Just sprint down that field and we'll launch yeah. the ball. And that's fine. That's good to have that player, but... He's not someone to rely on week in, week out, is he? And, no, you need yeah, a big change guy, you need a big score guy. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they've invested a lot of money in Garoppolo. So I think they have to give him every chance to succeed, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree with you. I don't think it would have been... They might be, I think they might have been one of them teams that we talk about, or oh, maybe they can go on a run and sneak in the playoffs right now. They sort of saved the season, but... Not really convinced they can. <laughs> That's sort of where I don't see them right now. <laughs> uh, Seahawks win? Yeah, I, I don't see how the 49ers win this one. Look like Super Chris Carson. Did you see his flip last week? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'll get on that. Get watching that. He did a full 360 spin in the air, landed it, carried on running. <laughs> how, I don't know how it's in there. I don't know. That, that's sort of thing that you see, like, every time you log into any sort of social media, you see all like, the NFL pages, isn't it, normally? He did a uh, superhero landing as well. Like one knee down, fist on the floor, got up and carried on. Because his knee was down and no one touched him and carried on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like Carson. I think he's yeah, a good player. He's a good player. I'll, I'll send you that link after the game. Um, late game Sunday, Vikings travel to New England in what should be a great game. Yeah, this is it's a tough one to call. They I mean, played for four years, these two teams, either. No. Obviously, as a Patriots fan, I'm picking the Patriots. I feel like this bit of the season, we're going to see the team really ramp up. Mm-hmm. And when people have asked me about the Patriots, like what's happened this season, I would say it's like our biggest game of the season so far we've turned up for. Yeah. Like the Packers, the Chiefs, the Texans. They've been our biggest game so far. And they're probably among our best performances of the season. I think it's... When you look at the games we lost, it's been against teams that have... They've always been shocks to just teams that... I don't know if they've overlooked them or just not turned up and just not got up for it, but... Yeah, the Lions yeah. game was obviously Patricia game planning from the summer to beat you. The yeah. was when the Jags were a fairly decent team. And... Well, the Titans, another ex-Patriot, wasn't exactly. it? yeah. It's... Yeah, I feel like the, the losses are weird, were weird ones. And Yeah, you've whacked the yeah. Bears, you've whacked the Chiefs, you've whacked the Packers. <laughs> yeah, it's... I I feel like the Patriots are the better team here. And I know I would say that. Like, I always find it hard to talk about the Patriots because it's hard not to be biased about your team, isn't it? But I feel like the Patriots have got more here. I feel like Brady's going to come on this second, this second, well, sort of third, third, I guess, of the season, isn't it? What mm-hmm. now? He's going to come on. Gronk, I think he played all but one snap last week. Which, good as well. Yeah, which hasn't been the case all season. And him yeah. just being there makes the offence better because... Even if he's not touching the ball, he's making it easy for others. He takes two players away every time. Yeah. Because he, and he is the threat to just bowl over defenders and catch a touchdown or just get a first down. You have to respect that he's there. Yeah. And Sony Michelle's back. Rex Burke had, heads on his way back now. He's coming back off of IR. 
And I don't think it's going to make a massive difference in terms of like the numbers he gets, but it's just another running back there that can do something. He was quite fancied as a player that could do well this season coming into it. So yeah, it's good to have him back. And yeah, I feel like the whole team's just getting either healthier or someone like Josh Gordon is getting more time in that offense. So mm-hmm. I, I I feel like people have almost written the Patriots off a little weirdly. Well, not written them off, but I feel like a lot of people are down on them. Where it's a ridiculous sort, thing to do, and you're eight and yeah. four. Yeah, <laughs> and I sort of feel quite confident about the Patriots, which <laughs> which feels weird because I didn't earlier in the season. But yeah, the more it's going on, and I don't think Brady's playing his best football or anything like that. But I really trust them to get it done when it comes down to it. But yeah, yeah, this is a big game. This one, this could be a big game for both teams it in is. terms the of seeding for a lot the of tough games coming up as well. Seeding for the Patriots, just getting in the playoffs with the Vikings, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's a big one, this. Yeah, yeah Patriots at home. I've got to go for them. Yeah, I agree. Vikings have got the Patriots this week, Seahawks next week. They finish the season with the Lions and the Bears. Yeah, it's... it's... A tough run. They've got, they've got a win against the Dolphins in there as well, but yeah. four of those games are hard. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And again, the Vikings have got that sort of offence that can beat any team on their day, haven't they? They've got so many good playmakers, but... Yeah, I trust the Patriots to get it done in this this sort of big game. Sun, well, sun, not Sunday night, is it Sunday uh, evening for us? Yeah, late sun, late, sun, late Sunday. Yeah, I, I really can't pick against the Patriots. No, nope, I think you'd be foolish too as well. The Vikings have not been a team that kind of they kind of should be at this stage, and the Patriots are good. Chargers travel to Pittsburgh in what should be a really really fun Sunday night game. I'm still yeah. worried it's on TV, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> this would be a fun game to watch. I'm going to take but, the Steelers, though. I was going to, but did you see the stuff from Ben? I think it was yesterday. No, what's he you, doing? Did you see his pick last week at the end of the game? That yes. dreadful throw. Mm-hmm, yeah. He basically came out and blamed Antonio Brown yesterday. Oh, that's a good move, Ben. Yeah, yeah he, said, he, he said something like he wished he had thrown it to Juju. <laughs> and uh, he blamed Brown for running like a bad route. Wow. Uh, like it, it was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. <laughs> there were two players that could have picked it off before it had got to Brown. And yeah, when it when I saw that, I thought, oh, no, this is with all the bell stuff, all the other stuff. Yeah, something's not right there. You know how we spoke about the Jags at the start of the season. Yeah, that Steelers team feels ready to blow up. Yeah, they're, they're one kind of one really big thing going wrong from everyone. Just like oh, I've had enough. I'm out of it. Yeah. as well. I want to try. It's not the first thing we've seen with Brown this season. If we earlier on in the season he wasn't happy about what was happening with the offense stuff. So yeah, I don't think things are rosy in uh, Pittsburgh. The unfortunate situation they found themselves in is that they've now got two number one receivers, and how do you share that ball around? Yeah, as much. And Juju's been amazing, hasn't he this year? Oh, I thought yeah. I didn't think he was going to be this good, but he has been Did you get a unbelievable. Five-yard touchdown last week. Yeah, it, it, it was great as well, wasn't it? But. Yeah, I, I, I think there's... I don't think Mike Tomlin's the man to sort of bring them all together either. Oh, no. So, no he's not an arm around the shoulder coach, is he? No. So, yeah, I, I think this Steelers team... I think there's more going on there than it seems. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm picking... I think I'm picking the Chargers. If, actually, Gordon's out, isn't he? I was going to say, if Gordon's back... Yes. Being, yeah, OK, I'll go for the Steelers. Austin Eckler, I think that's the difference. The, the main running back. But, yeah, I think with Gordon, it's the Chargers. But without him... There's just a bit too much on this Pittsburgh team. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
And to finish the week, then, we've got another NFC East game on TV. This should be a barn burner. The, Regal, <laughs> the Redskins take on the Eagles. I guess a few weeks ago. Five and six. Yeah, I guess a few weeks ago this looked like it was going to be a, a good one, but... Yeah, no. Who cares? It's tough now. to care about either of these teams this season. Yeah, I guess the Eagles are still there. Well, Redskins are still there. They're in the playoff <laughs> spots, but yeah, I think they're done with Colt McCoy. So, oh, yeah, this to me, this is two teams that aren't actually in the running for anything right now. No, but, they're just playing out the season. Yeah, whoever loses this game, I feel like it's definitely done. Yeah, but yeah, whoever wins, I guess is still in the like still a possibility they can. Go on a run and win could, another couple both, of games again. But I mean, the Eagles could be six and six if they win, and the Redskins could be seven and six. But I, I, even at seven and six, I don't think the Redskins are going to get in there. And the Eagles, I don't know. There's just something just doesn't feel right. Maybe last season was a complete fluke, and they they've not really found a way to work Golden Tate into the offense yet as well. He looks annoyed a lot of the time, which he always does. To be fair to him, but <laughs> he's um I don't know. Maybe he wasn't the right fit. Yeah. I think the Eagles win this one, but yeah. I don't think when it's all said and done that it really matters that much. No, I don't think it does. Um, what does matter though, Dave, is our competition we've been running. Yeah, so finally going to draw it. So it probably go. should have been drawn like a week ago, but <laughs> you know we finally got around to it now. All the entries are still the same, so and it'll still be with you for Christmas. Exactly. So, so in total, we got 295 entries into our uh, competition to win a jersey and a mug. Don't forget the mug. Yeah, can't um, forget that. So, what we're going to do first of all is we're going to draw the mug. So, Dave has lovingly and painstakingly, uh, while he's been ill this week, put everyone's name into a list of 295 people. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's got a number. Yeah. Um, by the way, and... if you are on Facebook and you shared it and your settings are private, your privacy settings are set to on, then unfortunately we haven't got your name. So, you yeah. know. So, some seem to come through and some didn't, but yeah, because. Yeah, privacy and stuff. I couldn't actually get some of the names, so no. I've, I've taken every name I possibly could. <laughs> that is Facebook's fault. They're yeah. very big on their privacy settings yeah. in the last couple of weeks because of reasons. But I think I think the majority come through. To be fair, I think the majority are in there, but there's just a few. I think they've got their privacy settings turned to sort of like maximum, yeah. which means I can't see it when they've shared it. So no, but I've done my best. It's a shame for those guys, my... but the rest of you guys, whoa, you got a good chance of winning there. Well, <laughs> yeah. kind of one in three hundred. <laughs> Well, so it's better gonna, for them. <laughs> we're going to ask Siri to pick us a random number between uh, 1 and 295. The first time we do it will be for the personalised mug. Is that right, Dave? Yeah. I'll make sure I know down this one here. Okay. Right, so I'm going to ask Siri, and the number she picks will be the winner. Hey, Siri. Give me a random number between 1 and 295. Between one and two hundred and ninety-five is two hundred and ten. Two hundred and ten. I've got Irish uh. Siri for some reason, but two hundred and ten. <laughs> who wins the mug? Uh, right, I'll have to scroll down this list. Uh, <laughs> two hundred and ten. So that is from Twitter. That is at Big Headed Genius. Nice. Who is Neil Foreman? Good, twi- good Twitter. So, yeah, so uh, both the winners. If you want to get in touch with me on Facebook or Twitter, I'll try and get I'll try and get hold of you. But sometimes on Facebook it's harder to find the people than it is on on Twitter. I can find you easy, but yes. yeah, Facebook. If you want to get in touch on Facebook, try messaging me if that's okay, or the page or whatever. But I'll do my best to find you. Yeah, we'll give all of our social medias at the end where you can get us all. Yeah. Now for the big one, though, Dave. Ooh. 
Yeah, this with a jersey. Team of your choice. Jersey. Are we in the running? Or are we, uh, our, name, our name's not in this list? Yeah, we aren't in this list. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Uh, Siri. Oh, hey, Siri. Give us a number between 1 and 295. Random number between 1 and 295 is 20. 20. 20. Well, that's a lot easier to find. <laughs> so that is from Facebook. Ooh. That is Lee Johnston. Lee Johnston. I know. I think I know that name. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the name. But yeah, Lee, if you want to get in touch with me, what I'd say I'll try, my, I'll try my best to find you. But yeah, it's not always easy on Facebook because, as I say, the privacy settings make it hard to find people and stuff. But yeah, yeah please get in contact with me. I'll make my life a lot easier. <laughs> so uh, yeah, get in contact with me. Let me know your size, what team you want, what player. And yeah, then I'll get that all sorted for you and I'll get it out to you well, hopefully, well, as soon as possible, really. There you go. Congratulations, Lee. Yeah, then Neil, let me know what, what you want on your mug and I'll sort that for you. Yeah, hopefully you support a good team. You normally buy yeah. rubbish jerseys, but you know, it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as we said last week, we don't want to be investing in Blake Bortles. <laughs> so. so there you go. That is the competition done. Thank you to any, everyone that entered. We appreciate all your shares and all your retweets and all this sort of stuff. But please don't stop doing that just because you can't win anything. Please keep carrying on uh, sharing and retweeting all of our stuff. Um, and where can they find that stuff to share and retweet, Dave? So on Facebook we're first and ten, and then uh, on Twitter we're at first and ten underscore. There you go. Uh, you, if you get us on iTunes, please, 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 please leave us a uh, five star rating review. Um, it really helps to spread the message. And you, you can, what we think we do is if uh, if we get more than one or two uh, reviews a week, then we're just going to read out our funniest review uh, of the week yeah. on uh, the podcast. Um, but we do appreciate every sort of share, retweet, review, just comment about the podcast because we do this for just for fun, really. But it's good that we know people are listening yeah. and they're enjoying it. Yeah, and even if you don't want to leave some great review for us, just make it funny. If you yeah. want to reference some players or a team or anything we do on this podcast or anything like that, go for it because, yeah, we, we like reading the funny ones as well. So, Definitely. yeah, go for them. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, you can find our socials there. What Dave said earlier, you can find um, Dave on Twitter at. Uh, I'm at DJG23. If you want to give him some more trolling, there's a that seems to be most of his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when I put out the uh, post for questions, tend to get a few related to me. They're, they're <laughs> probably, probably look innocent. Though, they look innocent, but yeah, they're not. At least Arsenal were saving you from him, some uh, humiliation. These, these yeah, years, I right suppose. Now. But we we got Tottenham on Sunday, so oh, no. I, I'm not I'm not going to say anything right now. <laughs> you know, I've got a bad feeling about that one. Let's just put it that way. Uh, that's unfortunate. Um, you can find me yeah. on Twitter at Rossbow1984. Um, you can troll me if you want, but I, I'm I, uh, I'm not a Patriots or an Arsenal fan, so <laughs> there's no need. Um, but yes, like I say, please please share, please retweet, please like our page, please. Uh, leave us a rate and review all that sort of stuff wherever you get the podcast from I'm sure there's something something that you can review us on it and if you listen on um, Spotify let us know because we want to kind of we can't get numbers for that so let us know uh, if you listen via Spotify we are on Spotify just search first and ten nice. there we go until we're back next week when we are within what four weeks of the end of the season well, yeah we'll be into fantasy playoff time aren't we oh yeah big fantasy games coming up yeah uh, until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. See you next week.